Today is Monday, January 11th. Uh, if you are watching us on Facebook Live, and this is here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. Uh, in the studio today, we have Leslie Liao. Hello, everybody. We have Stash Butler. Hello. And we have me, Andrew Ryan, uh, back after an extended remix, I mean, extended break. Uh, and uh, excited to be here. It's a little cold here in Taipei, though. I have to say. I mean, it's supposed to get colder tonight. Colder tonight? Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, no. Please, no. Can we uh, Can we do anything about it? Uh, I mean, you act Don't like answer that. I control the weather or like I could, I'm familiar in weather dances. You know, we work at a, a radio station. Maybe we could rewrite the weather forecast. Yeah. You know, if we just pretend it's warmer. I'm super hot in the studio. I'm going to start taking my clothes off sure layer by layer. I'm not sure how it works, you guys. No? No. That's not how it works? Oh, okay. Well, at any rate, uh, we're so excited to be here uh, sharing uh, some fun stories with you today. Um, if you are listening on the radio, today is already Tuesday, January 12th. Um, and uh, hello from yesterday. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't sound great. Uh, <laughs> it should be more like us saying hello from tomorrow. Uh, I think that'd be more exciting. Probably, yeah. The future. Yes, yes, from the future. Future the, us. The yeah. future is chilly, just to let you know. Uh, in today's show, we're going to be talking about a motorcyclist who got four tickets in two minutes for not signaling lane changes. Oh, no. This sounds like a story that's tailor-made for me. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm going to learn a lot from this story, I yeah. hope. People aren't getting married, yo. That's from Leslie, for sure. Definitely. Uh, it's cold, there's snow, people are freaking out, man. Uh, and the TPP will lead the nation one day, says Koenja, the mayor of Taipei. All that and more in today's Here in Taiwan. Don't go away. All right, so I thought I would uh, bore everyone with some vacation photos. Oh, uh, yay. <laughs> Bring out the slide up. Uh, everyone's slide projector. Yeah. Uh, so I, after not taking a single long vacation in 2020, uh, first year ever I've done that. Wow. Yeah. Now Stash is worried. He's like, I don't get vacations here at RTI. <laughs> uh, don't worry. You will get a vacation very soon, in fact. Yeah. We'll have Chinese New Year very I soon. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's just started and he already can't wait for vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not for the vacation. I, I'm just—it's going to be a great holiday. I'm I'm celebrating with some Taiwanese friends. There you go. So, there oh, you excellent. Go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, would will you be in Taipei or will you? I think be... in Elan. Will be, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, that's yeah. a nice. great place yeah. to be. Eastern Taiwan. Yeah. 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 Wow. Where Beautiful. are you going to be, uh, Leslie? Uh, with family, as okay. it always is. My brother, he's in a quarantine hotel right now. Oh, will he be out by then? He will be out by then. Right. I, I mean, like, it is okay, a month away. Okay, my math is not that bad. <laughs> yeah. I guess I, guess I could have figured right, out the answer. You're in a quarantine for a month. <laughs> this guy's staying for longer. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like the looks no. of him. We don't know what he's got. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's watching. Which which brother is this? Uh, this one is David. He's the one who stays in the States. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Not Vincent. We no, know no, Vincent no, no, no. from our show before. Uh, I will be in Taidong over Chinese New Year, over Lunar New Year holidays. Wow. When you're not in Taipei, and I don't have definitive proof of you being in Taipei, I just, <laughs> I imagine you are in Taidong. Yes, yes, that yeah. is true, that is true. Taidong is my second home. Cool. Um, I actually spent a uh, couple days, three or four days down there over the Lunar New Year. Mm. So, I w this is the hunting festival of the Puyuma tribe. Um, this is uh, part of the Pinuyumayan people. I guess a lot of people don't like the word tribe anymore, so I'll try right. to avoid that. Oh, wow. Andrew. So it's the Pinuyumayan people. Um, 
It's from Nanwang Village, which is known as Puyuma uh, in Taidong. Uh, and they have their hunting festival every year at the end of the year. December 31st is when the men come down from the mountains. Uh, and to make a long story short, everybody goes um, to uh, kind of like the main gathering area in the village, which is called the Balakwan. And this is where the young men come of age. Um, and we all dance and sing together. And... Um, is it every year? Is it once? It a year? happens every year. December thirty first is when they come down from the mountains. They spend a number of days in the mountains, uh, hunting for things like rats. Um, rats. Yep. Uh, field rats, huh. which uh, can be delicious. Uh, also, uh, deer, uh, wild boar. You know, I think in the indigenous um, peoples of Taiwan, there are so many rich traditions that I think so few people know about. Like when I came to Taiwan, I came here um, thinking I was going to study, you know, Mandarin and, you know, kind of having an idea that Taiwan was largely about kind of uh, Chinese related um, traditions. Mm. And then realizing kind of much later on that actually uh, there are also you know, indigenous people in Taiwan, they make up 2% of the population and their, their cultures are just extraordinary. Like I, I I feel like even though I've been here for 20 years, I've only seen just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of, um, of those cultures. Hey, you're, you have indigenous. I am supposedly, I supposedly have a great grandmother who was part of the Taukas tribe in central Taiwan, which is new, which, plays about out about right my family is from central taiwan the taichung tai zhanghua area Mm -hmm. so she was around like that miaoli taizong area and i think that translates to like 164th for me or 132 132 Hmm. um my math's not that good i mean yeah it's not a lot and then i'm trying to um i'm trying to figure out what taukas is all about because it's not it's actually not recognized by the government apparently this is one of those uh plains indigenous peoples like the pimputsu right yeah yeah yeah. and um it's not recognized and then john actually said he interviewed john van trieste our john he said he interviewed uh people who are trying to revive the culture so i was just like oh wow that's really interesting that's amazing Um, i think Mm. i i need to go learn more about them i'm definitely open to that idea i just really don't know where to begin um, we have a ton of people who have written in. Uh, Stevie G Taiwan, looking good, Leslie. Um, also, Jen Delari Hayes sent us a little love there. Wendy Chang, hi, Andrew. Nice to watch you live. Hi, Wendy. It's my high school classmate. Oh. Um, also, I'm a regular listener of your radio broadcast from Siddhartha Bhattacharji. Uh, oh, Mickey Lin. Hello, guys from Taichung. Hi. Hello. Uh, Jen Delari, what I was going to say is Leslie's looking sharp. You are looking sharp oh, today. Hey, thank you. I need to hop on a DeLorean at 88 miles per hour and then go back in time and uh, speak with the Steel Trust after this. I love it, Leslie. I think you should do that. <laughs> Joshua Buendia, also a longtime listener. Hello there and watching from the Philippines. Hi. Hello. Hello. Oh, Jen Delari, just another here in Taiwan after dark. After dark. Yeah, that's one of the other ones. That's the other one. Stash was asking us what we call the show and then Sometimes we, we forgot to tell them that we call it here in Taiwan after dark. Uh, so it's, it used to be Andrew Leslie in the morning after dark. Nice. <laughs> right. This is a community reference. I see, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get into it, I'm sure. Sorry. Don't worry. You're, you're just... We're gonna, there's a lot to ease you into, <laughs> Stash. Don't you worry. Everybody here knows what this is all about. You... We're gonna ease you into it. I don't want to scare you away just yet. We'll ease you into it, uh, and with that, we're gonna we're gonna ease our show along to the next topic with a little bit of tinkly music. How's that sound? Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, 
Okay, so we are going to move on to... I think we need to do... Uh, we need to do the one about the uh, the, the traffic tickets. I yeah. think we need to. Yeah. Do you want to dive right on in? I'll go straight into this. I love this. I, just, I don't know. <laughs> I misunderstood it at first, but I still think it's really funny. So a motorcyclist in Taichung, so someone riding a scooter, which you see a lot in Taiwan. People here love scooters. I rode a scooter to work today in uh, the cold rain. Yeah, I can uh, confirm this wasn't Andrew, but it but it, <laughs> but it could be if he's not careful. I'm going to pay attention and take yeah. notes. So this, this um, motor- motorcyclist, the scooter rider in Kaohsiung, received four tickets totaling uh, 4,800 NT, so that's about 170 US dollars, within two minutes. That's two minutes. So, that, I mean, just to do some quick maths for you, that's a ticket every 30 seconds uh, for failure to signal when she was changing lanes, um, they said, the police. Uh, Have you done this before? <laughs> Never. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you looking at me <laughs> uh, like this? I'm just, I'm curious. It seems like really bad luck. Uh, I mean, so uh, my initial impression was that, you know, she was being pursued by police and they stopped her every 30 seconds and then told her, yeah. <laughs> don't do that again. And then she went she and just did it. Going she just and kept the cops. going and just repeated three more just times. just testing the patience of yeah. the cops. Which is, you know, to be fair, they had probably quite a lot of patience if they stopped her three times. <laughs> How much patience did they have? Um, but no, sadly, uh, this is... Uh, kind of done digitally afterwards. So she broke the rules four times um, on October 29th last year. So this is a couple of months ago now. Oh, yeah. okay. But um, Oh, you know what? They're slow with the tickets. That's what it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The oh. ticket, they need some time. The ticket news only hits you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's good on her because sometimes I get tickets. I mean, you know what? I... I drive safe. I try to drive safe at least, but I right. do get tickets. And then they're like a month, a month and a half out. And then I was like, what day was that? What was I doing? Yeah. Was that a rush? You don't know what you're doing yet. Yeah, exactly. Because how are you meant to appeal? If you you're not, what's... I think that's the point. Right. right? Like, like, you've, you've already forgotten what your excuse yeah. is. Yeah. Well, so for she, she, um, she kept switching lanes without turning on her indicator, according to district police. And after reviewing reports, so reports from other riders, apparently, and, oh, and relevant it's one images. Of those cases. Oh, okay, okay. So somebody turned her in. Well, I, apparently four times. Yeah, I don't know if it was the same person each time, but they uh, decided to impose fines ranging from one thousand two hundred NT to. So they, 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 there is this system called Jianju, right? Right. Oh. And then what happened? That's what happened. Like someone can submit evidence of you breaking the law oh, no. to the police and the police will do something about it and then why this happened four times I imagine is because the person who reported this yeah they're, the cops are afraid that they'll hold them accountable so they can right. go online to see if oh, their complaint has no. been processed so they had to do it four different times there was another instance where a guy was parked on the side of the road and it I don't know what happened to this guy. He must have had a really bad day, but he was chain smoking. Right. And he just kept throwing cigarette butts out the window. He threw like 28 cigarette butts. Wow. And he got like 28 tickets. Wow. Yeah. But do you, don't you think like with sometimes with people like this, it's like they have some sort of enemy out there that's yeah, just waiting for exactly. them to do something? I mean, you know, is, do you think this is someone that knew this driver maybe mm. and was just kind of like... You know. Sometimes there's there's a term out there called jianju daren, right. which is where oh, people yeah. really just get their sense of existence uh, from reporting those, yeah. others. So it's an expert at like turning people in. Yeah, yeah. and actually you you make a little bit of money from that too, right? Not anymore. No, you you used to. Not anymore. So these are just like the the officious like classroom yeah. monitors, the busybodies. Yeah, yeah. Yes. They're, uh, they're, they don't mind mm. their own business, oh. you know. Just, just sort of functioning <laughs> as sort of traffic cameras. That's so weird. I don't. Know. I mean, you know, if you get a kick out of that, then. 
you know, that's on you, yeah. not on us. Jen Delari says that was probably me reporting her. Folks who don't use their blinkers are a particular bane of mine. Peers at Andrew. I use my blinker at every lane change. The Thank thing you is, very much. like, with cars, I get it. Like, I lose my mind if someone just suddenly cuts in. With motorcycles, with scooters at least, like... I think the driving culture in Taiwan is is they'll they'll drive around you. Mm-hmm. You give them enough notice, you don't make any sharp turns. They'll just weave yeah. their way in and out. Is that right, Andrew? No, Mr. I, Scooter Rider. No, 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 no. As a law-abiding citizen, <laughs> I think that everyone should use your blinker whenever you make a turn or change a lane. Okay. I'm a law-abiding citizen, and don't follow me around to find <laughs> out if that is accurate <laughs> or not. Now, what time are you leaving work today? I'm gonna play some music. <laughs> Um, yeah, I like having control over this board because then I can play music whenever. Um, how are we doing on time? I have, I didn't check the time when we started. Not 100% sure. Let's just keep going. Uh, let's keep going. Let's power through this. Um, Leslie has a story here called People Ain't Getting Married, Yo. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, I like to paraphrase when I write these mm. things. Short and to the point. But I apparently, like uh, Taiwan records the smallest number of marriages in over 10 years in 2020, which is 2020 was a really interesting year in terms of like demographics because i remember at the beginning of the year i wrote a news story about how they were expecting a population boom because of the lockdown right Right. and um that's only gonna come you know a bit later right yeah but but the thing is uh they said they were expecting a lot more births however last year the population actually shrank Mm. but but i mean okay let's say like lockdown starts well, I mean, here in Taiwan, are you talking in Taiwan? In or Taiwan, the rest of in Taiwan. Well, there was no lockdown. Yeah, exactly. Surely. Well, like, that's exactly what it was, right? So, like, people, there was a, a period when the COVID-19 started and people were locking down themselves. Like, the streets oh, right. were empty. So, like, March, yeah. April was pretty tough. Yeah. But if you add nine to that, um, and I'm not a mathematician. We're getting we're getting around that time now. Yeah. So, so maybe it's the, the so maybe, numbers will manifest in maybe 2021. Maybe they're right now. There's hundreds upon thousands of babies being born. Yeah. yeah right now. At this very second. Right now. Right now, as we record yeah. the show. Well, let me get out my the hotline. The hospitals yeah. are filling up to the, the statis- brim. Yeah, the government statisticians <laughs> are like, God, we've got to revise these <laughs> figures. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, no, they're safe because it's 2021 already. Yeah, so, you know, you, you can do it for next year. All right, for this year yeah but so my question though is is like COVID-19 people meeting during COVID-19 like meeting strangers sparking maybe like love Mm. affairs I'm thinking maybe I mean even then you still have to calculate into you know did these people must have met maybe two years ago three years ago I mean unless people are getting married and then half a year later they're getting yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, well, I think maybe no. There's no like shotgun weddings happening this year or this past no, year. Maybe okay. yeah. fewer. But uh, but a lot of weddings got canceled because, because people couldn't have in person ceremonies. Even in Taiwan, there were limits on the number of people that could actually come to the ceremony. I think they're going to postpone them. Mm. Uh, I think later on in the year, I attended like four weddings, four or five weddings. I this was like the most weddings I've ever been to. Wow, really? Uh, yeah, and but that just could be because my friends are getting. <laughs> there My in terms of yeah. age oh in terms of um, age so what happened is uh the ministry of the interior said 1000 uh, 121,702 new registered marriages occurred in 2020 and that is 12,822 less from the previous year and it's the no lowest number since 2009 oh wow mm. and in 2009 there was 116,392 and that was because of the global 
global financial crisis, apparently. Oh. Apparently. Well, um, you have to have money to get married, right? Mm. I mean, in, in Taiwan, it's, it's all right. Right, because you still people give you money. When yeah, they... I, I'm still new to this. I mean, I, I I read about it in my textbooks and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I haven't actually been to a Taiwanese wedding. Ooh, <laughs> you, say, you, say, Ooh you read about Ooh. the textbook. Yeah, well, you've re- you saved a bit of money by not going. Yeah, to yeah so I've far. I, uh... There's a pay scale, like to determine how, how much money you stick in your red envelope that yeah. you give to the bride and groom. Uh, we'll hook you up with a little pay pay grade there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just uh, but the, the thing is, the trick with this is, in order to get the money back, you have to get married yourself. I so, see. Right. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that money. Uh, you gotta, you know, maybe you, this is the year. Maybe this is the year of the Andrew getting married. Yeah, you got to do your bit for these statistics. That's yep. right. That's right. Um, yeah. So, what are we going to do about that, Leslie? Um, well, the, what can the Ministry of the Interior do, you know? They could maybe <laughs> sponsor more dating apps or something like that. Um, but check this out. Of the 121,000 new marriages last year, 2,387 were between same-sex couples. Mm-hmm. And it's a, li- a slight decline from 2019. Um, because in 2019 there was 2,939, but that was a very monumental year because yes. that was when they passed same-sex yeah. marriage. I imagine there's yes. kind of a backlog that was kind of <clears throat> yeah cleared a bit there. Yeah, 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 a lot of people waiting for many years to get married, mm-hmm. finally get married, and then like things normal out. They're yeah. a- kind of average out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and uh, wow, 674 same-sex marriages were between men. 1,713 were be- between women. Oh, so same Wait, same. do that again. Which one was more? Uh, Don't tell me the numbers. The numbers are too much. Yeah, <laughs> women were more. Women, they wow, they're about like two three and a half times more, about yeah. three times more than uh, than men. That's interesting. Uh, I'm not a sociologist, so I'm not going to comment on I that. Have, yeah, I feel like there's something to be said, but I'm, I don't know what it is. I feel like this being the all-male review, we can't comment on gender. Let's <laughs> just... There needs to be a woman uh, present in the room uh, before we can do that. Plug it in. Uh, plug it in. Yeah. Uh, so, what, what do we have? We've got some responses here. Uh, Douglas Norris says, I can't stand when people don't use their signals. Uh, I think... Douglas is talking about the uh, the lane changing, not the not Marriages. the the marriage signals. <laughs> uh, he says I use it religiously, even in the parking lot. I do too. It's so funny. Like when I turn out of my uh, alley, mm. even though there's nobody behind me, I'll always put my uh, turn signal on. Oh yeah, always. Like just like force of well, habit. Legally, you know, it's 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 safe to do. It's yes. the safe thing to do. You it's never want to be on the stand and being like, I did not use my signal, sir. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, Mickey has... Uh, uh, oh, wow. He, she says, uh, Leslie. She wants to hear Leslie speaking in Chinese. Uh, do I even speak Chinese? I do, when I speak to Paula, <laughs> our boss, I do. Yeah. When I speak to most people at the office. Yeah, there you yeah, go. A little bit. Did you hear that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that that uh, anybody else want to comment? Oh, here. Uh, Radhakrishna Pillai N says, tell something about new normal life in Taiwan. Well, new normal life in Taiwan, I think uh, I was actually just feeling very grateful for how, you know, we can hang out with friends. Yeah. Yesterday, I was somebody was asking me about it. Um, I was uh, Zooming uh, from a friend's house. There are about five or six of us gathered together. And we have a friend in Nigeria. Uh, hi, Emilio. I'm talking to you if you're listening. Oh, wow. um, but he was like, I'm so jealous that you are all there convening together in the same space, seeing friends. 
uh, you know, sitting next to them without a mask on, like kind of like we're doing right now? Yeah, my brother was, I talked to him about like, oh, I saw this new movie. He's like, how'd you see this new movie? I was like, I went to a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And that, that notion just completely like blew his mind. He's like, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. And I went to like a concert on Saturday. Uh-huh. And then he was just like, what do you do on Saturday? I sent him a picture of the concert. He's like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I, I do feel a lot of gratitude. Sometimes you forget, like, because it's, there is a normal, norm normality yeah. yeah normalness normalcy yeah. Yeah. normalcy yeah. yeah take your pick yeah um how about you stash yeah i mean i don't know i think i i have friends like likewise back at home who are like oh you need to go and do everything that we can't do you know <laughs> we need to you know like for instance i'm not really i don't really enjoy going to nightclubs that much but they're like you have to go anyway you know you <laughs> you have to go yeah, for us like start breakdancing yeah stash. exactly like, you gotta make make the most of it so i think that there's kind of a pressure in that sense but also it's just amazing to just well yeah i mean i, I guess it is it's really very easy to forget because it's just continued as as yeah. normal it's uh it's you also you don't you don't really know what it's like to be in lockdown for like that mm. long right like i try and empathize with my friends but like at the same time back in the states you're just like i really can't yeah understand what that's like like even theoretically that's so out of the realm yeah i don't know what life has been like you know it's funny i did a like a a social media cleanse this past week and that was just basically me staying off of Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Couldn't and get in that touch with was you. that was hard enough. Like mm-hmm. to imagine yeah. like not being able to see people in person. Yeah. Like, wow. Uh so of course we are definitely thinking of all of you uh who are in lockdown, people that aren't able to uh do what we're doing right here, right now. So, uh, we are coming close to the uh, end of our show today. Uh, we have two more uh, stories that we previewed. Uh, I don't think we're going to get to one of them. Yeah. Uh, I think we should very quickly talk about how it's cold, there's snow, people are freaking out, man. People be- That's a Leslie headline. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you you know what headlines I write because I'm just grossly casual. With I, what love I, write. I love I never, it. I never thought you'd read them out loud on the air. Manically casual. <laughs> but now... I mean, here we are. Anyway, Taiwan has seen like two cold fronts so far, and apparently there's going to be another one hit uh, by the time we leave the office today. It's going to oh, hit no. at night, and it's gone as low as six degrees in Taipei Celsius. Yeah. I'm not sure what that is in Fahrenheit. That's like barely forty. Yeah, and Miao Li uh, hit three point four degrees. Oh no, yeah, that's yeah. really cold. And what happens is like apparently like people always think of Taiwan as this like tropical island. We don't get snow, but we do get snow. Mm-hmm. And it has snowed. It's snowed in Taipei, it's snowed in Ilan, and it's snowed New Taipei as well. New Taipei as yeah, well. Because Wulai, right? Yeah. And whenever the snow happens in Taiwan, it's this huge thing. People are clogging up the mountain roadways. Like, some guy lost his snow tires. People are going insane up there. Like, I saw footage of a guy riding a BMX bike shirtless in the snow. Like, what are you doing, man? That is, you're going to get hypothermia. Uh, it's like those uh, polar bear, the polar bear club where they jump in the water. Yeah. Uh, the, the old guys that jump in the water with uh, oh, right. the swimming in the, in the middle of winter. Right, right, yeah. right. And then there's another guy who, uh, who thought he was being smart by beating the traffic. He wanted to ride a bike up the mountain, <laughs> but he didn't realize that you can't ride bikes on ice, especially on a downhill gradient. Yeah. So what happened was he ended up pushing the bike all the way up the mountain, mm. and he made it into the snow. But mm. people be freaking out, man. 
But, you know, as much as people are freaking out, they're not freaking out as much as uh, we freaked out when it actually snowed in central Taipei. When did that happen? That happened uh, maybe five or six years ago. John said 2015. I remember talking about this. Well, that would be six years ago. Um, I was standing on my balcony uh, at my apartment watching little tiny flakes fall from the sky. Of course, it has to be zero degrees in order for that to happen. Um, talking about temperatures, I just looked it up. Yeah. You said it was three degrees? 3.4 in Miaoli. That is like close to 38, 37 or 38 Fahrenheit. Yikes. Um, you said six degrees. That's 42 degrees uh, yeah. Fahrenheit. Yeah, in Taipei. Well, we want to thank you so much for uh, joining us for this uh, episode of Here in Taiwan. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook Live, stay tuned. We're going to be uh, chatting a little more after we finish the show. Uh, for Here in Taiwan, I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Leslie Liao. I'm Stash Butler. We'll see you very soon. Welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. In this week's show, we're going to be talking about a news TV station trying to renew its broadcasting license. Sounds boring, doesn't it? But in reality, people have been watching this renewal process for a long time. Why? Because the TV station in question is called CTI News. They're known for being quite outlandish and outspoken, and most importantly, they're pro-China, which runs contrary to the policy of the current administration of Taiwan. In fact, during Taiwan's most recent presidential election, this news station became somewhat notorious for giving a lot of skewed coverage to one of the candidates. Anyway, these are all details that we'll get into during this week's Hashtag Taiwan coming up next. Don't go away. In a previous episode of Taiwan Insider, Andrew Ryan broke down political leanings of Taiwan's biggest media outlets. Today, our story will focus on one of those outlets, the TV station on the far right, CTI News. CTI is on the blue end of the spectrum. That means it supports the opposition KMT. But notice it also has a red star. That's because CTI is pro-China. CTI is owned by the Wang Wang Group, which also owns the China Times newspaper. The chairman of Wang Wang is Tsai Yanming, a businessman who's very politically active and advocates for China-Taiwan unification. CTI was criticized during Taiwan's presidential election for giving disproportionate coverage to the KMT candidate Han Guoyu. Taiwan's National Communications Commission says CTI dedicated as much as 70% of its airtime to the pro-China candidate. CTI's coverage on Han Guori wasn't the only thing that NCC took issue with. In July 2019, it fined CTI 51,000 US dollars for disseminating fake news and not having proper fact-checking measures in place. In recent months, CTI has been in the spotlight because its broadcasting license is set to expire on December 11th. That meant the company needed to renew its license with the NCC. 
In the past, renewing a license was a matter of doing paperwork. However, for the first time ever, the NCC held a public hearing for whether or not to renew CTI's license. On Wednesday, the NCC announced that its seven commissioners voted unanimously not to renew CTI's license. The NCC said that CTI had a poor record during its last license period. CTI was responsible for more than 30% of all the complaints it received for television channels. It went on to say that CTI infringed on the NCC's rules 25 times over the past six years, 23 of which resulted in fines totaling 400,000 US dollars. One of the reviewers pointed out that CTI does not have the mechanisms in place to reply to viewer complaints. Furthermore, CTI has been fined multiple times for the same offenses, meaning their internal review system is lacking. I think it's important to mention President Tsai Ing-wen's administration advocates Taiwanese sovereignty, so they're at odds with CTI. Many speculate that the NCC's decision to shut down CTI was political revenge. Immediately following the announcement, CTI News posted this to its Facebook page. It says, the Thai administration has shut down CTI News. Freedom of press is dead. Rick Lin responded to that thread with, no need to worry that CTI is gone. We still have ET News and TVBS. If you're confused about that, then just go back to Andrew Ryan's chart. But some responses to Lin's comments say that both of those channels have switched allegiances. The KMT also responded on Facebook. It called on the NCC to give concrete reasons why it didn't renew the license for CTI News. It went on to say that the party is worried that CTI's closure is a slippery slope that will threaten freedom of press. The DPP said on Facebook that it will respect the decision of the NCC and emphasized that the commission is an independent government entity. The pro-independence Taiwan State Building Party posted this picture. Judging from the confetti, I'm sure you can tell how they feel about the issue. The NCC's announcement pretty much shuts down the station. But if we go back to Andrew Ryan's chart, we see that there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 other major news outlets in Taiwan. But let's be real, you only need one. Because that's where I am. Now, I hope you enjoyed that episode of Hashtag Taiwan. And as always, I encourage you to check out the original video, which you can find on the Taiwan Insider Facebook page or the Radio Taiwan International YouTube. Now, Taiwan Insider is a weekly news magazine produced by Radio Taiwan International. If you like Hashtag Taiwan, odds are you'll like Taiwan Insider. Anyway, until next week, I'm Leslie Liao. This is Status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. We're going to be getting to your letters, letters that you wrote us this past week, um, telling us what programs you listen to at RTI English Service, and then what you think about them, give us details and all that. Yes, that's what we like about your letters. But uh, before we get to your letters, though, um, we're going to give you a little bit of update on our status here. So it's actually shivering. been... Shivering is our status. Yes. And I was arguing with John, saying that I think it's the coldest winter ever since the 30 years I've been back but he said no it's there there was one time when it was cold just about as cold as this and it was then colder uh, colder yeah it was five and it was, then uh, I think it got down to like five degrees in five degrees and it snowed in the mountain just outside of town right the yummy mountain because um, right now I think outside it's like about eight seven seven yeah. um, okay so it's about as cold, degrees yeah. Celsius by the way um, 
And uh, that is very unusually cold for Taiwan. I think it was, is for Taipei, yeah, well, too. I think, yeah. Uh, okay. I think no, five years ago was definitely colder, very cold, very yeah. very cold. This year is has oh. been cold as well, but with I less, guess I guess the thing is it's been colder for longer. Usually, that's the cold it. does not last long here. It's just a right. day or two, exactly. And then, uh, several days later, it warms up again, and it's just been wet because it's been raining, raining a lot, mm. and that adds on to the cold. Right, and with the dampness, it can get really, really biting cold because this, we don't have central heating or insulation. Or in, yeah, nothing like that, um, and even like you know, um, I mean, people here get excited when they say there's snow on Yami Mountain or any it's mountain. Never more than a Dusting, and then and then there will be lines of cars just driving there, and there'll be a big traffic, you know, jam. Well, and then people have slid; they don't know how to right. drive in the snow. I was just going to say, people are not used to putting chains on their car wheels when they're supposed to, uh, car tires when they're supposed most, to. The average Nobody, person has them. No, they, there's very little use. And when they them, were, yeah. you know, when they tell us that, you know, if you guys are going there, make sure that you put, you know, um, chains on your tires. And I'm thinking, like, do we have those in Taiwan? I don't know. I mean, think, do we have chains and you know tire chains? But anyway, so that's one thing that Taiwanese people get crazy about. They do, yeah. But um, you know, I'm I, I don't know why, but I was asking my son the other day. You know, he's still living at home. He just graduated last year from college. But you know, I said that, do you want to change to a, a thicker blanket or actually comforter? And he was like. No, he doesn't feel the need to, and neither do I. We actually are using summer blankets. They're thin, but two layers, two layers. Still, And I'm going like, I don't feel cold. I mean, yeah, I kind of put on thermal, you know, um, like a top, um, you know, going to bed. So I have like two layers and then two layers of summer blanket, and I'm fine. And yes, we do turn on our, our air conditioner slash it's also a heater. That's unusual in Taiwan. Yeah. That's unusual. I've lived in a number of apartments and never come across You want me to tell you the brand? <laughs> I think I probably know. Um, Daikin is yeah. Japanese brand. Yeah. But, because um, they have those in Japan, but in Taiwan, <laughs> they are very unusual. Well, okay. Well, then thanks to that. And then um, um, it does get humid in one particular room, our yeah. master bedroom, because well. it's a corner room. And so we have the dehumidifier on pretty much all the time. So that's that actually helps. helps a lot. I have right. a storage room where uh, I dry clothes because they won't dry outside. And, and uh, you guys don't have a dryer. Most Taiwanese people don't. Yeah, I don't either. Um, and that room is several degrees warmer at all times than right. any other place. Yeah. So, yeah, that really does wonders. I don't know what it is it about the, the humidity and temperature here in Taiwan, but they're very closely linked. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, uh, I don't know how you do that. I have many layers of thick blankets. I can. Oh, really? Yeah, we're fine. I'm really surprised. I don't have to bring out my comforter. You know, mm. these big heavy comforters. So, um, yeah, we're doing fine right now. And yes, we do turn on the heater. You know, of the air conditioner, yeah. and um, that helps. And we hang out our laundry, wet laundry, out. Uh, in a, on, on the uh, balcony but then maybe after a day we take it in and then we turn on the heater or the um, dehumidifier so you do the same thing I do yeah I mean it's, it's necessary otherwise they just don't no matter how many days you hang them outdoors it, it won't dry yeah um, and so. it might even get moldy I know um, <laughs> hate if you the mode enough. hate the mode really um, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I have a space heater but I'm kind of afraid to use it 
You have a what? A space heater, but I'm oh. kind of afraid to use it. It's oh, why? Like a fire hazard. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it uh, smells strange when you turn it on. I know. There are better ones now. You should probably exchange it for, you know, the ones that are kind of more hazard safe and, and, and they're, I don't know, they're more high tech, you know, and there's yeah. no, yeah, it, it's more comfortable to the feel. You know, when you turn it on, I don't know what what they call it, but you know, there there are these round ones. Oh, it's you're some about kind the of ones that are fan shaped, except instead of a fan, they have a large oh, oh, heating element. That too, but also the ones where it's like an O. Oh, like the Dyson Air Jet. Dyson, one. that's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's, just reminded me, it's a Dyson. I could never yeah. afford to buy a Dyson. It's quite. A, that's quite pricey. <laughs> But that's very high tech, and it's really it works well, you know. Oh, wow. And it's also um, it's also a kongqi qingjing. What do you call that? Air, purifier. air freshener, air purifier. Purifier, right? Yeah. So they they work great. Anyway, there's yeah. yeah um, with as long as people can afford those things, but otherwise it can be really cold mm. and chilly and damp. Uh, yep. Through the winter, but anyway, we've got a long way to go. <laughs> yeah, well, at least you've got Snowball, your rabbit, to keep yourself warm as well. You hold him a lot um, every day when you go home after work. This is the only time of year he enjoys that because he's kind of chilly too. I made yeah, a nest right. of towels for him. Yeah, because I bought a really nice bed that they give to the rabbits at the shelter, and it's so cute. It has like a little pillow and like little bunnies on it. And he does not like it at all. Aww. He tried to rip it apart. Because he'd rather, he'd rather be on you. No, no. Because he doesn't, he doesn't like new or unfamiliar things Aww. in his space. Well, then you got to wear it so, in. So, no, he <laughs> kind of ripped it apart. It so I just put a, a lot of uh, he towels. He rips it apart. No, he's, yeah, he attacks it. <laughs> so I just put a lot of towels down for him to like nest in, and he can throw them around and bite them however he likes. It's okay. fine. He can chew holes in them, whatever. But if you um, want more towels, you know, let me know. I've yeah, got a lot I of like. I put down a whole bunch give of giveaway kind of towels, yeah. and he just lets him. He's, he lays on them. It's fine. Yeah. So, so that's a. Uh, that's how we keep warm. <laughs> yeah, you would know about animals because I had no idea that actually animals, their body temperature is slightly at one or two degrees higher than humans. Yes, I think that's I true of rabbits know. as well. Yeah, yeah. So, because I was also told that you shouldn't put clothes on animals because... They hate them, first of all. Right, because they're not meant to wear clothes. And they've got fur, I mean... Yeah, like right, right. But the thing is, um, with this biting cold... Um, vets are telling those pet owners to really dress up their pets or to take out the heater for them or electric blankets so and all I'm that kind of stuff. I'm afraid of them. I don't trust those. Oh, um, they can get too well, hot or they can... I know you, yeah. Yeah, I'm a very... I, just, I would have to be completely when I'm supervising. Like when I'm not at home, no way. Right. Uh, it's kind of hard too because he has like little shelters that are cute, like a little uh, a little like a grass hut. <laughs> Uh-huh. I don't like going in there, so oh. I thought it would be a nice place to. You go. You made it for him? No, I bought it, but it's okay. a nice place to go, like hide inside. And, yeah, uh, but he doesn't not like so it. into it. Oh. So, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, John, you just need to sleep in those things so that you know. No, it's just like it's, <laughs> it's a tiny little. It's just perfectly sized. Because he likes to smell. <laughs> Probably I don't know about that, but uh, no, it was a. <laughs> Very That's un- how they recognize unhappy- their owner. A very unhappy reaction, so we just gave up before okay. we were stuffing everywhere. Because that wouldn't be very nice. Oh, um, so okay. just some towels. All right. Uh, yeah, it's it's cold. Um, I've closed most of the windows most of the way, but still cold. Just gotta, yeah, I know. Got to put on slippers and yep. drink some t- more tea. I guess yes. that's all you can do. Yeah. Anyway, 
All right. Well, you guys also keep warm yourself yeah. uh, if it's winter there now. And um, let's get to your letters. All right. We always love to hear from you. Our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And of course, you can always find us on YouTube and Facebook. Please leave us some comments. Yes, and you know, isn't it sweet? We're still getting Christmas cards from our listeners. I don't know why. I guess yeah. maybe COVID, but the mail has been slower than usual lately. Yes, yes, I yeah, <clears throat> but that's okay. We're still very happy to get this card from Caroline Kesteli uh, from Hungary. Okay, and well, it's good to hear from you. I think it's, I believe it's our first time, and it says here in the card. Well, first of all, uh, on the cover, it's uh, it's a little house with it's a snowy. It's coming from a snowy place. And then there's a, a, a sled um, pulled by a horse and um, a snowy little card here. And it says to English service staff of Radio Taiwan International, we wish all of you a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year 2021. Best wishes, Caroline D. Castelli from Hungary. Thank you so much for the card. And do write us again. Let us know what programs you listen to. Oh, yes. And give us some details. <laughs> that would be lovely. Well, we do have some details in this next letter, which comes to us from Eddie Prabowo of Indonesia. It says that this is a uh, report about our January 7th uh, broadcast, so quite recent. Uh, listened to from 1640 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kilohertz. Simpo was all three, so not terribly Mm-mm. great. It says the audio was heard relatively good with noise and fading. Also found QRM excess sound from the other station, maybe from 619 kilohertz, 90 kilohertz, the China PBS in Mongolian program. And then there was also a channel with Vatican Radio's jingle, which was starting the Belarusian program from 1658, which I guess was conflicting with our signal. Mm. Um, and it says it was uh, logged with the help of a radio located in Talisay City in the Philippines and monitored in West Jakarta, Indonesia, using a Xiaomi Redmi 3 Android smartphone. This was an episode of In the Spotlight about a trip to Antarctica. It says, thank you. Very interesting. And thank you for giving us a feature about the Antarctic from Eddie Prabowo of Indonesia. Great. All right. Now I've got a handwritten letter from, hold on one second. Uh, It's from Kosuke Yomaru of Japan. And it says here, Dear Sir, well, ma'am, it is with great pleasure that a report reception of your broadcasting station as follows. Um, At uh, 15320 kilohertz, he heard in at on December 20th. And uh, let's see here now. He listened to Brain Games. Yes, that's one of the segments of uh, Taiwan Insider. It's a weekly program where we kind of uh, give you a wrap-up on important news uh, for the past week in Taiwan. And also, John, your program, Curious John, also Ear to the Ground, Feast Meets West. And the simple rating was anywhere from 2 to force at the most, yes. And it says here, Hello, everyone at Radio Taiwan International. I enjoy listening to it every day. Christmas is near, yes. Uh, well, we just got this now, but uh, yes, it was actually, uh, we should have gotten this a little before Christmas. And I hope the pandemic ends early. Yes, we all do. Every day, I look forward to working with you. Japan is very cold. Taiwan, do your best. I guess do our best with the pandemic. Mm. <laughs> and then um, I listen with splendid condition. Uh, the inf- if the information is verified, please give me a QSL card. Well, no problem. Oh, yes, this is a listener who's 12 years old. Oh, okay. Kosuke Yomaru. Yes, thank you so very much for writing us. And keep it up, the letter writing. We always love to hear from you. Thank you so much. 
All right, we've got a letter here from Roger Tidy in the UK, and this is dated December 31st. It says, hello again. Here is my second report for December, which is for your broadcast of December 26th. Uh, this was a, a an episode a broadcast featuring newsmakers, Curious John, Taiwan Brain Games, Ear to the Ground, and Feast Meets West. Under comments it says, I especially enjoyed listening to Curious John, which this time focused on the republication of a 1928 guidebook detailing the businesses that then existed in Taipei. This was a fascinating feature, which as I listened, I thought would be equally suitable for John's other program, Time Traveler, as the content and presentation were similar. The other notable show on this day's menu was Feast Meets West, which looked back on some of the items presented by the program during the past year. Some of the items chosen were more interesting than others, but the two most interesting stories were those about a Wuhan-style restaurant in Taipei and a Taipei brewery. The broadcast also included newsmakers, which concentrated on President Tsai in the context of her leadership of the fight against COVID-19, her life in education, and her high approval rating. I also heard Taiwan Brain Game, which was entertaining, but I think that this feature does not fit well with the other programs in your Saturday schedule because of its different audio quality from the rest of the broadcast, caused by the fact that it is recorded as part of Taiwan Insider. At times, the audio of the feature sounded distorted, especially when the host spoke loudly or laughed. The other program that I want to mention is Andrew's unique feature, Ear to the Ground, which this time was an audio postcard recorded at a school for the blind. It is, amaz- it is amazing how Andrew keeps coming up with ideas for this mini-feature, which never becomes stale. Mm. Best wishes, Roger Tidy, and P.S. Many thanks for sending me your 2021 RTI calendar. Well, we Aww. hope that it's of use as this year yeah. gets underway. Right. And thanks for writing. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for all your letters, and we just love to hear from you. Do let us know what programs you listen to, and give us details about the program that you listen to, and the quality, and just tips, you know, how we can do better with our show. That's always welcome. But uh, if you are someone who likes to use pen and paper to write letters, the address would be PO Box 123 199 Taipei, Taiwan. Or you can reach us by email. Our address is rti at rti.org.tw. Please do remember also that we've got a Facebook page and a YouTube channel for you to check out, and we hope that you'll uh, take a look and leave us some comments. All right, well, keep warm and see you next week. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye. Bye for now. Since it's been really cold here in Taipei, well, all over Taiwan, just, uh, well, I guess I should be playing a song talking about how to warm up our hearts. But instead, this is uh, titled Len Cafe Cold Coffee by Li Jie. Yeah.
谁辜负了谁？谢谢收听《台湾台湾》International， 播送自台北、台湾。Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In Southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kilohertz. In South Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti dot org dot tw.